Hi, my name's Lou, and today I'm going to be reading the internet for you. Why will why not? And today's what is going to be a delightful trip into the forums of fagolovers.net. Now, fagolovers.net is a forum for and about juggalos. Now, juggalos, as you may or may not know, is the term that fans of the band Insane Clown Posse go by. Call themselves juggalos, the males of the subset are juggalos, and the women are known as juggalettes. I myself am not a fan of the Insane Clown Posse, having heard enough of the music to know that it's not my thing. I do highly recommend watching the video American Juggalo on Vimeo. It's an interesting look into the Gathering of the Juggalos, which is a big event that happens in Michigan, but I digress. So this episode is about Juggalos and what they're talking about. But before we get into that, the usual podcast thanks and nonsense. As always, thanks for everyone who's been supporting the podcast on Patreon. I've had my first ever $15 donation uh, subscriber, which is at the level where you get a drawing from me. And I made the drawing while I was in LA for work. Stopped in at a little place called the Architect's Corner, I believe, in downtown Los Angeles and bought some nice pencils and a nice little sketchbook and drew something silly. I will share a photo of what I drew after I have sent it to this lovely person who donated $15 on Patreon.com. And of course, if you'd like to support the podcast, please go to Patreon.com slash Reads, and it will explain everything there. And again, to everyone who is already subscribing, thank you very much. I do have magnets in stock again. I bought another 50 magnets. I realized today I didn't have envelopes, but I'm remedying that tomorrow, so I will be ready to send out magnets once again. So if you are a listener to the podcast and you don't have a Lou Reads magnet on your fridge or workstation, please consider emailing loureads at gmail.com and asking for one. I think the only time I ever made a rejection of a request was when someone wanted like six of them. I just don't like to send them out in bulk like that, I guess. And also, doesn't matter where you live in the world, there is a United States uh, international postage stamp that doesn't cost all that much money, and and I'm happy to absorb that cost. It's not a big deal. So, you live. I'm sending one out to Honolulu, Hawaii this week, as well as I have sent them to Australia, Germany, Newfoundland, Chile, about 20 of the United States, multiple states in Canada, England, Ireland. You get the idea. So, you live in Papua New Guinea? I'll send you a magnet there. I don't care. That's all the podcast news. No other mega news coming up. So let's get right into the forums at fagolovers.net. Now, the first thing we're going to read is in the fagolovers.net home subforum tunnel of love in a thread started by Juggalo for Life, of course, entitled First Threesomes. And it goes like this. What's up? So my GF and I have always fantasized about having a threesome but have been nervous in the past to actually do so. I thought, why not have it with a juggalette? I feel like it would make it less awkward. And let's face it, juggalettes are down with W-E and are pretty chill. We're going to an ICP show in early May upstate NY, brackets Clifton Park, and thought it would be the perfect opportunity to try and find someone chill enough. Thoughts? And crunk as fuck writes, if you're into, and it's a picture of molly.jpg, the Clifton Park show seems like the time to make it rain. And Randy Gal writes, yeah, man, I will do it. 
And Slumerican502 writes, Randy posts usually annoy the living shit out of me, but that was pretty fucking funny. And Demonic Swagger writes, If you absolutely love your girl and plan to be with her forever until death do y'all part, then I recommend keeping it as a fantasy, homie. If you can easily get over fights and forgive each other for anything, then go for it. Good luck, Maine. And V-Ron writes, Is your girlfriend actually attracted to women? My last GF and I had a few threesome experiences that went fine with no leftover issues or concerns. We also had a lot of girls who thought the idea of a lesbian threesome was hot but freaked the fuck out once the shit began playing out. If the communication is strong between the two of you, I say why not. However, this could potentially open the door to inviting another guy into your bedroom, and if that freaks you the fuck out, I'd agree with the rest and say to keep that shit a fantasy. And Punk Rock Juggalo adds, A bunch of upstate NY people have been joining the group. My only suggestions? 1. Make sure your chick is really down for a three-way and not just saying it to please you. 2. Make sure the chick you try to pick up at ICP is single. I know a bunch of people in that area who will not take kindly to you messing with their chicks. 3. Make sure to never bang the third alone. Always make sure your chick is a part of it. And Novocaine the Blue Collar King writes, you're treading on very, very dangerous territory, mate. Hope you and your girlie are real tight. I've seen threesomes break couple up before because one party or the other didn't realize they were the jealous type until midway through. Take people's advice and think really hard if this is what your girlie actually wants. If she does, then go a herd, son, and avoid Randy Gall. You'll thank me later. You won't get shit-coated herpes. And Old Mr. Dangerous adds, Here's the skinny. 1. I'm from upstate New York. 2. I've been married for almost 20 years. 3. We have engaged in several threesomes. 4. I am you guide, homie. Take note that we have been married for that long. I always found that one of the secrets of a successful marriage is throwing another girl in the mix. She will likely get attached, especially if she is younger than y'all. It isn't for every couple. You have to be very secure in your love with each other. Don't be surprised if the quote-unquote third girl becomes enamored with you. She probably will. For the most part, it will be a humbling and happy experience. You both may become enamored with her, too. The absolute secret to a successful marriage or simply a relationship is this. 1. A. Do not ever, ever, no matter how mad you may be at your significant other at the time, don't ever talk badly about her behind her back. That's no one's business but y'all's. Trust me on this. Don't even do our sarcastic remark. It will be spread like poison cream cheese on the earth bagel. 1. B. Do not talk badly about your soulmate. They love you. You love them. And Scruffy adds... In humble self's worthless opinion, that for life is A, look into cruise number three at an ICP show, B, bring in this up here to begin with, and C, hasn't had anything to say since, adds up to, quote-unquote, asking for it with a margin of error, plus or minus, quote-unquote, trouble ahead. Advise against, and that's assuming you're legit to begin with, which I rather doubt. I mean, come on. Jugglets are down with whatever. A formula for success? Nope. And Cell E2057 writes, This person clearly isn't coming back. Brackets, maybe him and his chick found their unicorn, and now they all live on a farm together in eternal genital rubbing bliss. But I am curious as to other people's experience with threesomes. Most responses thus far seem to be of the quote-unquote make sure you love one another because things are crazy variety, but how many people have had them, and what's your thoughts slash takeaways on it slash them? 
My experience with them are very hit or miss. It seems like making sure everyone knows and agrees that it should be nothing more than a lighthearted playdate type of deal works out the best for me. Anytime it starts to become something more, emotions get involved and it complicates it to the point that it stops being fun. And crunk as fuck writes, I've had more than a few, and the only ones that really ended up at the end of the session involved two guys and me. When another girl was involved, it usually ended up feeling like a hostage crisis with a list of demands. Either way, playing with fire is hot. And Nairo adds, that's because women get batshit crazy. No offense. And crunk as fuck replies, none taken. Try as we may, we haven't cornered the batshit market yet. And there is a link to a video called 15 Worst Serial Killers of All Time. And Slamerican502 writes, Women just destroy you psychologically. And Nairo adds, Sure, all those guys had mommy issues. Gacy and Bundy and Dahmer did for sure. So technically, those three were driven mad by insane mothers. And Slamerican502 adds, We really can't argue on that one. White males are the worst. Fucking white people. SMH. Which means shaking my head. And Nairo writes, No one tolerates us white people anymore. White people are the devil. Pretty soon they will all be in black robes hanging us whiteies from bridges and shit. To be honest, I laugh all the quote-unquote white man is the devil bullshit. White people still make up a significant majority of the population in the States, and if we were all so bad, shit would be way worse than it is. I mean, can you imagine what happens when all the white people with all the money become all evil? Welcome to quote-unquote white Africa, or the quote-unquote white Middle East, where your fucking neighbor wants to slit your throat for some cheese. Get real. I have been to Kenya, Zimbabwe, Israel, and Turkey. The shit gets a lot worse. The problem with America is the media and professions not being trained well. Most of the areas where you see police brutality, the turnover rates for cops are very high, which means these fuckers get assembly line style training and are solo on patrol way before they should be. They make stupid decisions and mistakes and bad judgment calls either because they are undertrained or assholes. Usually a mixture of the two, because in these areas an educated, sensible person would tell the $7.50, $10 law enforcement job to piss off because the danger to pay ratio is shit. On a brighter note, the whole fucking world is shit. It is our job to make it a little less shit. And Slamerican502 writes, I was watching a YouTube video of Russell Simmons ranting and raving about whitewashing in Hollywood and how no black people are in control. It may be true, but I don't think it's a wide conspiracy to hold black people down. We all have the same opportunities to a certain extent. Leo won awards because he is the fucking shit and should have won one a long time ago, not because the industry is trying to keep the black man down. Shit drives me nuts. The open, hypocritical bigotry that's acceptable as long as you are talking about the white savages. And Nairo adds, Blacks are becoming an even bigger minority, with the Hispanics growing rather rapidly in numbers in the States. I mean, they will never be a major Hollywood presence compared to whites because there will never be a large enough talent pool to choose from, honestly. And King Lucerne Fair writes, I could understand black culture's paranoia towards white people, slavery, segregation, and the Tuskegee experiments, though finding an actual black person that thinks white people are the devil is a lot harder than you guys make it out to be. That's just another stereotype driven down our throats. But I do think we live in a system of white supremacy. I don't know if the system is consciously white supremacist, but it is. For whatever reason, these things make white people uncomfortable. The term, quote-unquote, white guilt gets provoked. I have no reason to feel guilty, and when racial issues are brought up, I don't feel as though I'm being blamed. I think turning our backs on, demeaning, and ignoring these issues is more damaging than anything. And really, 
When has a white man have any of you felt that you were going to be shot, imprisoned, beaten, injured, harassed, or denied liberties for being white? Never, because it does not happen, brackets, well, rarely. It is not historically prevalent. By the way, Irish slaves never actually existed. Irish people were sold as servants and were called, quote-unquote, Irish slaves as a way of demeaning them by comparison to black people. But they had their freedoms, though were not shackled, they were not beaten, they were not brutally murdered or raped, they were not given new names, they were not stolen from their homeland. They never experienced years of segregation. This is something brought up by white people to demean and dismiss how black people feel. I know. I'm Irish and I always wondered why I was never shown the gritty history of my people because it never existed. And Slamerican ads. It's 2016. There comes a time when you have to stop blaming other people for your problems. If Russell Simmons doesn't like the way things are going in Hollywood, then he needs to start a fucking production company. Just because most of the people running shit happen to be Jewish white dudes doesn't mean it has to be that way. Supremacy has nothing to do with it. Like Nairo was saying, there are just more white people. Most of us have the tools that are disposable to do what we want in life. It's a matter of taking it. Quit feeling sorry and do something about it. You say you don't feel guilty, but pull the slavery card like we're supposed to feel guilty? Shit had nothing to do with me and has no bearing on whether or not a man brackets white, black, brown can be successful in life. I'm just saying people need to stop making excuses, and there is no great whitewashing conspiracy. Directors pick who they think is right for the role, and that's it. I'm just as okay with Roland being played by a black dude as I would be with, say, a Spawn reboot being played by a white dude. They don't need to throw gay people in movies just to make a certain sect of people happy. If it calls for a gay dude, throw in a gay dude. People shouldn't bow down to jackasses like Russell Simmons. They should just make their art how they want it to be. Doesn't mean it's a repressive industry. And Nairo adds, do any of you actually live or work in a town where whites are not the majority? Just asking, because I do, and I can tell you first off, I have been called racial slurs, cut in front of in line, refused to serve, or skipped by servers, and even spit on once, all because I was white. It is easy to sit there and say minorities have a general right to feel the way they do until you are shit on weekly by them. The issue is whites, blacks, Hispanics, purple men from Mars, uh, I give a shit less. All humans have it in them to be hate-mongering ass pirates that deserve to be brained with a billy club. And Scruffy adds, fucking white people. Well, I'll say that the movie industry is somewhat repressive, but not really in the way that Russell Simmons, brackets apparently, considers it repressive. Hollywood is fueled by two currencies, money, brackets, duh, and popularity in some form or another. Whatever Hollywood agendas exist, exist so they can acquire more or one of both. I doubt Hollywood will ever actually dedicate itself to a cause on either side. I believe Russell did start a production company, actually, Whitey smashed it. Lucerne's bit about brackets that never happens, uncommon, but I can verify it ain't, quote-unquote, never. I've lived as a minority, been on the receiving end of the bullshit, it sucks. I will add that none of it was worth bitching about when stacked up next to the bullshit I've seen directed at non-whites, brackets blacks and Hispanics mostly. And old Mr. Dangerous replies, My second threesome was pretty good. I was feeling pretty white, and then Russell Simmons pulled out his big black Johnson and whitewashed my interracial, hey, wait a minute. Well, in all truity, I worked three years with mostly black folks, many acted racist, mostly casually, not aggressively, had to drive a truck with a black preacher for a year and a month till he couldn't stand my devilish ways anymore. Then I was with another black dude. The only guy I really hated was this Puerto Rican dude, he was something else. Anyone have an interracial threesome? Ha ha ha, I have. White gal and Mexican gal a few times. Fun stuff. And Split One Open writes, I have been with a white and a Mexican chick at the same time. Literally, I got two dicks. Not just playing, I'm white as fuck, but I've always wanted to hit two hot black chicks at the same time. Hot like Aaliyah and Nicki Minaj. 
And DJ Scrub adds, never had a threesome, but I can tell you at Split One Open, black girls are the best. I've always had jungle fever ever since I was a little kid, wanted to bang Lisa Turtle. Haha, <laughs> I guess that's why I married the most beautiful black queen. And now I have a kick-ass son named Isaiah. And trust me, white guys, don't be intimidated by black girls. They love us. Just gotta have the balls to start talking to them. And old Mr. Dangerous adds, my first five or so sexual experiences were all black girls. Now that I think about it, black ladies have always liked me for some unknown reason. Maybe because I was nice. I don't know. Everything from getting an under-table foot job in third grade to fingering through thin pants to humping a gal's ass in line at the pool. LOL. First kisses, too. I'm pretty sure. And Cell E2057 writes, I've been to orgies, but never participated. Seems like there's just too many body parts while simultaneously not enough body parts. Basically, that's intimidating as fuck. Edit. That would probably be doubly so if everyone was in a UFO whilst Rob Zombie tried to woo everyone with that terrible fucking voice. And has posted a video called Rob Zombie while everyone's fucking in a UFO. Brackets explicit. And... Nairo adds, I want my salad tossed by two 60-plus Asian juggalettes in full-out face paint that smell of sushi bar and MSG. And Slamerican502 writes, Now you want two old Asian juggalettes? God damn, don't get greedy. You know the old saying, one old Asian juggalette in hand is better than two old Asian juggalettes in the bush. And Nairo adds, I have a Wilt Chamberlain-sized sexual appetite. I can't help it. It is getting bad. The wife is trying to sell me to random people in Walmart just so she doesn't have to do the deed herself. And although the thread goes on for two more pages, it returns to mostly a discussion about race. So we'll move from that thread to a new thread in the fagolovers.net forum, subforum, general discussion in a thread started by Spooky the Fungi entitled Family vs. Homies. And it goes like this. Due to the way that things have been on the forums, I want to make a suggestion. I think us referring to each other as family should only be restricted to use at the gathering, which is the giant Juggalo concert that happens in Michigan. And maybe concerts. I think when you look at someone as fam, you have high expectations and such, whereas a homie has lower expectations and less personal feelings towards. Think about it. A homie can do whatever they want, and all you say is, quote-unquote, well, that's my homie. And when you're fam, you have to fit that circle or you get ousted. In short, at the gathering, we are all a family of homies, and outside of the GOTJ, we are just homies. What's your feeling about this? And OCJ Brendan writes, Not everyone at the gathering is my family. OCJ is my family. They are a collective of about 20 juggalos who I know would there if I needed it and vice versa. I've got people I consider my family who aren't juggalos at all. I can still call them family too. There are also a ton of juggalos not in OCJ who I consider family. At Bay Area Shaman and at Selly2057 and their respective ladies fall into this category. If I saw someone do some shit towards Selly or Mary, I'd be at that ass lickety split as demonstrated the final night of last year when someone got over on us for some small shit and I was more than willing to go pursue a reacclimation of funds on our behalf. I've seen and stopped some cruddy shit at the gathering and definitely not everyone who goes there is family material at all. I don't see the need to set a uniform rule for where you call people what? It's a personal decision. Disclaimer. I think the overuse of the term family is dumb. I almost always check out when some ninja I don't know comes up with a handout and thinks it'll get filled solely because they dropped the term fam a bunch of times. I'd help a homeless non-juggalo with a legit story much faster than a ninja trying to capitalize on the kindness of the juggalos. 
And Spooky the Fun Guy writes, I guess I'm just saying we need to change the way we communicate towards each other since calling each other fam is letting the bums who don't help others out get an easy handout just because we are quote unquote fam. Homies don't get handouts unless they scratch other backs too. I feel you though. I've helped a lot more people out that aren't fam than actual fam. I'm tired of the quote unquote I thought we were fam bullshit. If I helped someone out, I'm not helping them out again until the scratched my back. I also tell anyone who asks for a cigarette to get a job, but at the GOTJ or concerts, I'll help them out with that. And Nairo replies, the two big differences, there are many people I have tons of love for. Hell, I have love for all the Juggalos. I just don't like them all. Rob, for instance. I don't wish anything bad on him, but I disagree with his ideals. Cyrol is a guy I agree with a lot in general. He's a good guy, and the only thing I really felt like I disgraced... (laughs) And the only thing I really felt like I disagreed with him on was the whole smack issue. But Cyrol is a good, mellow guy and has a lot of patience, I guess, so he puts up with it. Crunk. She is funny. Don't always agree with her, but I respect the fact she is herself. Shaman. I agree with only 50% of the time, but we share common ground on important things usually. Scruffy. I don't agree with much, but his love of Juggalos and this community makes me have love for the guy. Smack. Dude is funny as shit when he is contributing. His mean streak is very similar to mine, and he never stops. Of course, when someone feels it becomes personal, you have to handle them differently. Micklo. Dude has talent, so I have to love for that. But he follows and latches on people too easily, and that is a trait I hate so much. Scotty, dude is a great guy. Generally low-key and mellow, and actually understands where you are coming from, I think. I can go on and on, but there are different levels of differences in relationships I have with people. Novo was definitely the guy I had the most in common with, but the one thing we didn't agree on was smack, and that was the reason he left, sadly. And split when open ads. I'll be straight up. I've been down like 20 years. I've chanted fam but never addressed another juggler with what up fam, always homie. I had more homies that treated me like family than vice versa. So to me, we're all family under God. But homie kind of signifies family to me anyways. MMFCL homies. And MMFCL stands for much motherfucking clown love, as according to Urban Dictionary. And Nairo adds, you Christian, homie? And Split One Open writes, I don't know. People have said I'm a blend of religion. I don't attend church, never have, but to each his own. Is the story of Jesus true? I don't know. Why not? I believe there's a good source and a bad source. Life's taught me quite a bit of both. I don't really question our creation too much either. Too busy watching our destruction. And Nairo adds, Christianity is like everything else. There is some good and bad to it. Organized religion really gets political and tacky, but the actual belief structure is good. Human beings ruin everything, though. And Pig writes, Split, you live in Omaha, right? I live in Lincoln. We should kick it sometime. I would tag you, but I'm unable to on my phone. Also, in terms of homie versus family, homies are family too. Third cousins, get out of here. And that confusing post ends the thread. And we'll go from that thread to a new thread in the fagolovers.net forum subforum general discussion in a thread started by Arnold Schwarzenegger entitled, What Did Violent J Mean By This? And the post is simply an image with a quote on it that says, It's so hard to be a white male these days. Hitler was right about everything. Trump 2016. Violent J. And Novocaine, the blue-collar king, writes, LOL, where did you find this? And Punk Rock Juggalo writes, 
If I remember right, this is from a Spin or Rolling Stone article, which obviously has been edited. And Nairo adds, well, to be fair, I do find myself walking on eggshells in real life as a white male. I got no free college, was denied any assistance while going to college except a few very minor grants that didn't even equal my grocery bills. I have to watch what I say or else I'll be called racist or a bigot. Currently in today's USA, white males get blamed for a lot more than they actually contribute to. The media has painted us as the quote-unquote great white devil once again. However, most white people are just like everyone else trying to live our lives the best we can. But to hear the media and hard left, you would think we're the second coming of Hitler. We created AIDS, we hunt down and kill blacks, we keep minorities in slums so they can never better themselves, we are inbred, we beat our women, we hate gays, we are racists. The list goes on and on, full of things the media has portrayed white males as, and 99% of it is a load of horseshit. And scratchy ads sounds eerily similar to a list of things people would say when asked about juggalos. And Dr. Freshness ads... Well, one possibility is that Violent J is being straight. He really does think Hitler was right, and for that reason, he supports Trump. Another possibility is that Violent J is being sarcastic. He thinks it's ridiculous to say Hitler was right, and he's saying that to mock Trump supporters as being a bunch of crybaby racist douchebags. Of course, there's always also the possibility that the whole thing is fake, too. But if it's not, I'm pretty sure I know what he meant. And Sketches adds, he didn't say or write it, lol. He just said on Howard Stern that he wants Clinton to be elected. And Nairo adds, show me a person who sincerely likes her and I will show you a lemming. All these candidates are asshats and she is just as bad as that other Looney Tune Trump. And Sketches adds, I don't like her whatsoever, but yeah, Jay said he did. And Nairo replies, don't tell me that. I will fucking kick you square in the nuts. Change your posts. You're not going to ruin this for me, you evil person, you. And... Cyril Infection writes, Personally, I support Trump for president since I oppose more of what Hillary wants to do. I do not agree with everything he has said or what he claims he is going to do. Since there is always the quote-unquote checks and balances built into the United States Constitution, any racist policies that he may attempt to enact will be stopped by the judicial branch, if it even makes it past the legislative branch. There are many Trump supporters that are in it mainly as an anti-Hillary measure. I fit perfectly in that group. And Pig replies, sure, but the next seat president will likely be able to appoint one or two Supreme Court justices. These justices serve lifelong sentences, so if Trump is elected, he could put in some really shitty Supreme Court justices. Which reminds me, the Supreme Court recently ruled it is totally okay for police to use evidence it obtained illegally in a court case against a citizen. Yay! And Cyril Infection writes, or he could put in some non-shitty justices too. I never get too worried about who gets elected since I believe in the political process to work itself out in the long run. In the short run, things may not turn out too great, but that's how mistakes are learned from. If Hillary gets elected, I won't like it, but I will see it as just as part of the process and not give it much thought after that. If Trump is elected, I will be happier by that, but still not give much thought afterwards. Not that I ever vote anyway. That's why I won't really complain about who ends up in office. To me, if you commit a crime and evidence of the crime is discovered, no matter how it is discovered, then I think it should be allowed in court. But the person or group that gathered such evidence is also subject to prosecution for breaking the law by illegally obtaining the evidence. And Pig replies, sure, to you, but what about to the Constitution? I think it's funny Republicans are so literalist when it comes to the Second Amendment, but not when it comes to others. I am not talking about you being a Republican, I just mean in general. To be honest, I don't want Hillary or Trump. One is a crooked war hawk, the other is a fascist demagogue, and both are corrupt as fuck. 
and old Mr. Dangerous ads. Yep, voting for a buffoon cartoon just to prevent the other buffoon cartoon from becoming elected. Just because you live and die by your quote-unquote party's candidate, no matter who they are. Real smart. Hardline, die-hard Democrats and Republicans are some of the blindest. Like my boss telling us to vote Hillary to prevent Trump. I'd like to slap the shit out of her. And Cyril Infection writes, I claim exactly that publicly. I have said before on here that I would vote Republican even if the guy was a convicted serial rapist. Understand that it is quite a ridiculous statement. I hope no one really took me literally for saying that. In fact, I don't vote for or against anyone. I flat out don't vote and probably never will. Does that make me a bad person? Maybe. I'm okay with letting others decide what kind of candidate they want in the White House. And Old Mr. Dangerous writes, That does not make you a bad person at all. Actually, I have never voted myself. This is the first year I've registered. I don't truly believe in it or trust it, despite me going to vote in November. I just really support lots of Bernie Sanders' ideas. And King Lucerne Fair writes, I don't vote because I hate America. I don't give a flying fuck. If the next president changes us for the better, that's fucking great. Progression is condoned. But if the next president thrusts us into a pit of shit, cool, we deserve it. We'll suffer. America is bullshit. It's all a big starred and striped bag of deep fried horse shit. And Sketches adds, I completely agree and have the same view as Lucerne. And Novocaine, the blue collar king, writes, And yet you wouldn't live anywhere else? My advice, if you hate it so much, get out. Pretty simple, really. Pick a country, find out how to get PR or citizenship, and start the process. Probably will take a while, but you won't have to live somewhere you hate backslash shrug. And King Lucerne Fair writes, It's because I'm part of the problem, so running from my country's demise would make me a coward. I'm no better than the rest of these blind, cheapest, brain-dead fucks. Actually, the fact that I actually know a thing or two and still gave up on my country might even make me worse. And Sketches adds, My main problem is just that I hate Michigan. It's rated the state with the angriest people and the most dangerous one. So yeah, it sucks. And Spooky the Fungi writes, I think Cleveland takes the cake on angriest people. Detroit peeps are just more quote-unquote down on their luck, which makes them miserable and always have a negative point of view. That doesn't always make them angry. They are good with helping each other out and putting others before them, whereas Cleveland peeps have a FTW attitude, in this case stands for fuck the world, and only care about themselves. They even put themselves first over their own children. As for dangerous, they probably win, but I felt more unsafe in Chicago than I ever did in Detroit. I've had lots of good times in Michigan and Detroit, and I yet to attend any concerts there. And Ganja Goblin finishes the thread by adding fucking white people. And we'll move from that thread to a new thread in the fagolovers.net forum, subforum, general discussion, in a thread started by Yak Attack entitled Politics Anyone? And it starts with a poll. Whose views do you agree with more? Democrats, brackets liberal, Republicans conservative. And there are 12 votes, eight for Democrats and four for Republicans. And it goes like this. Just curious what the political views on this site are. Or does no one really give a shit? LOL. And DJ Scrub adds, it's weird because I'm a little of both. Completely conservative when it comes to my guns, but liberal with abortion. But I'm half and half with that too. I don't think it should be used as a form of birth control for these meth-faced trash bags out there. However, if you're 13 and get raped by your uncle and get pregnant, well, other than that, they both bat for the same team. It's a fucked up system. We do have some good politicians, but most are just corrupt as hell. I'm a 9-11 was an inside job kind of guy, I guess you can say. Brackets from a dude that served in Afghanistan for all of 03. 
And Mr. Tidwell writes, I'm way more liberal than the Democrats at this point, but I'm feeling the sand, so to speak. And Yak Attack writes, at DJ Scrub, dude, I completely agree with the shit you wrote. While I always identified with Republicans, brackets, conservative views, I just can't call myself one anymore. After hearing out Ron slash Rand Paul, I'm all about the libertarian viewpoint now. Everyone should be allowed to do what they want as long as it doesn't harm others and fuck a big government. Corrupt bastards, LOL. And Crunk as fuck writes, at this point, most politics seem corporate owned, but my political views are libertarian, brackets, liberty, prosperity, peace. Quote unquote, libertarianism is the view that each person has the right to live his life in any way he chooses so long as he respects the equal rights of others. Libertarians defend each person's right to life, liberty, and property rights that people have naturally before governments are created. On paper, it sounds Vulcan. And Cyril Infection writes, 100% Republican, but not the Republican idea that is seen today. I believe in the traditional Plato-defined Republican ideal. As defined, a Republican represents the views of his constituency. In a Republican system, power is at the bottom and representation is at the top. As one climbs the political hierarchy, power is lost and the person becomes a representation of the people and their views. Therefore, as a true Republican, can be pro-life or pro-choice or represent opinions of gun control or gun freedom as long as that is the current view of the majority of the constituency. The platform changes as the opinions of the constituency changes. A true Republican never pushes their own ideas. They are always supposed to represent whatever is the current majority belief of their constituency. Nothing more and nothing less. That is why I claim Republican. And Mr. Tidwell adds, I sincerely doubt Trump will win the GOP nominee, but if he does, it will literally be the death of the Republican Party and we'll see all the RS changing to LS, but they have the exact same ideals. Rand Paul, against a woman's right to make choices about her own body, supports corporate welfare, supports businesses' right to discriminate, supports having a super strong military against nationalized health care, supports big oil and denies climate change, supports Israel against common sense and life-saving corporate regulations. And Yak Attack adds, The one thing I hate about politics is that people exist exaggerate everything out of proportion. For example, this picture, quote-unquote, get rid of all mosques and deport all foreigners. When did Trump ever make these statements? He didn't. Why not have a picture of Hillary slash Obama that says, quote-unquote, we must confiscate all the guns so government has full control, then have Hitler saying, quote-unquote, quit stealing my ideas. Let's be honest. That's more of a reality than this Donald Trump picture, LOL. It's pathetic that Donald Trump seems to be the best man for the job when looking at the other candidates. That's just sad. P.S. Hillary is more qualified to serve time than to... Than <laughs> stupid then serve as president and crunk as funk writes what i love about politics is satire this is from cnn not msnbc quote unquote donald trump on monday suggested he would strongly consider shutting down mosques in the u.s as part of the response to the terror attacks in paris and quote unquote press on how he would deport 11 million undocumented immigrants from the country donald trump said wednesday he would build a quote unquote deportation force and 86 writes, All politicians are corrupt. Republicans, Democrats, Independents, all of them. I don't vote because it doesn't matter. Quote, unquote, they choose who, quote, unquote, they want, want in the end anyways. And whoever does get voted in office never does what they promise while they're campaigning to get into the office. It's like as soon as they win, every fuck that they promised to give gets dumped out the window and they do whatever the fuck they want anyways. I love the idea of my country, but it's run by corrupt, corrupt bastards. And Roscoe adds, I'm not American. American, but I sure hope for your sake Bernie or Hillary wins, brackets preferably Bernie. Regardless what Smack says, and Smack is apparently someone who is banned because all the references to his posts are only in quotes because I think his all his posts were removed. Regardless what Smack says, this election not only affects you in the States, but also ups up here in Canada and most likely the rest of the world too. Don't be an idiot. Vote Democrat. Rastafarian smoking a joint emoticon. 
Thumbs up. And Yak Attack writes, the only idiot thing someone can do is vote for a candidate without knowing what their views are, but just because they are in that certain party they typically vote for, a big part of why we're in the mess we are today. Hitting someone over the head with a hammer emoticon. And Bay Area Shaman writes, I'm an anarchist, man. Yeah, man. Anarchy in the UK, man. 9-11 was a hologram. Obama is lifting gun laws and mass-producing defective guns. Illegal 50-year-old immigrants ruining sewer systems, bringing Osama back to life, and ruining America itself one well-manicured lawn at a time. And Sean Law writes, I'm the least political person. I don't know shit about Democrat, Republican, or whatever. If I voted, which I do not, I would vote for Trump simply because the dude has no clue and tells it like it is. He is a train wreck that you cannot look away from, and it is very entertaining. It's only four years. What's the worst that could happen? Plus, anyone that allows this in his campaign has my respect. And it is a link to the video of the little girl's doing that political rally dance that they did that they are now suing Donald Trump in real life. Mr. Tidwell replies, quote unquote, what's the worst could happen? Ugh, I could give you a list. Dude, dude would probably not completely destroy our country, but only because he'd get impeached at some point. Most of his campaign promises are illegal. And crunk as fuck writes, nothing is illegal for a government in times of strife slash war. Lincoln suspended the constitutional right of habeas corpus during the American Civil War and Japanese internment during World War II took 40 years to officially be called, quote unquote, discrimination. And King Lucerne Furrer writes, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat. I'm fucking great. That's what I am. I'm all for Bernie Sanders, though. Wouldn't call Bernie a Democrat. He only ran in the Democratic Party so he could get in the primaries. Let's face it. If you're not a primary candidate, you don't get any media coverage, and it's highly unlikely that you won't get voted in. Votes do matter, though. There's only been two times in history that the delegate vote contradicted the popular vote, and it wasn't by much. Typically, the people in the delegate vote try to vote the popular opinion because they want to be presidents and shit, too. Voting with the population gains popularity. Trump is fucking trash. He's an inconsiderate and impulsive moron. The only worthwhile the only worthwhile argument anyone has made for Trump was that he'd be great for the economy because he's a businessman. But when you look at the facts, that argument crumbles. His dad handed him his business, handed him tons of money, and he still had to file bankruptcy multiple times. He has a casino slash hotel in Vegas that he completely abandoned and changed the name of because it became this low-class, dirty-ass ghetto casino. Also, I don't think we need any more businesses or corporations putting their hands in politics. Dude is a racist, too. Also, yes, all mainstream news companies report with political bias, but Fox is the only one that lies with such capacity. Remember when Fox News reported the big $200 million per day trip? Remember how every other news organization had to announce that it was a lie and Fox never acknowledged it again? And Slamerican502 writes, Everyone else pretty much hit up all my points. I was going to make as I started reading through the thread. I'm a libertarian also, so the poll doesn't really apply to me. Y'all don't have to worry about the Trump. It seems like he's building steam, but it's only because he is like a reality show character. Brackets, wasn't he on one actually? Actually, okay. And people, for some reason, like to watch that shit. All of this off-the-wall brackets and dangerous shit he is saying is not going to hold water come closer to election time. Make no mistake about it, though. The dude is a fucking bigot and fearmonger playing off everyone's insecurities. I'm pretty sure that I've said this before at some point on here, but it's easy to hate a group of people. Much harder to hate an individual. A group doesn't have to face you, and you don't have to think about them as a human being. The things he has said about Muslims are very dangerous, and not just for that group of people. If we were to start tagging and deporting people, where would it end. It would perpetuate the paranoia and hate that we need to get rid of in the first place. Part of the problem, though, are these lifelong politicians that have had their seats for years and sometimes decades. We use the president as the scapegoat, brackets, fucking Obama, goddammit, when he doesn't hold as much power as we make him 
out to, and we know this. We learned that in middle school. As fucked up as it sounds, I'm ready for this baby boomer generation to die out, and hopefully their archaic ideals go with them. We may not be a better generation, but we do think differently than they do. I'm excited for my daughter's generation, and I honestly think once they come of age, they will have all the tools they need to change things for the better. I'm voting for Bernie Sanders, even though I don't really like him that much. I just hate him less than everyone else, and that's sad to me. Kinda off topics, brackets, I was reading that meme. But why is Hitler the poster child of pure evil? Not to make light of his deeds, but Joseph Stalin was just as fucking ruthless and actually starved out his own people. He was actually on the side of the Axis at one point. Maybe it's because they became necessary allies during the war? If I changed my Facebook picture to the hammer and sickle, then I probably wouldn't get much fuss, but the Nazi flag? I'd start a flame war. It's just fucking weird to me how we compartmentalize things, brackets, yes, I do it too. And Crunk as Fuck writes, interesting question, supposedly, brackets, depending on the source, Mao Zedong killed even more people, brackets, 60 million victims, than Stalin, 40 million victims, and Hitler, 30 million victims. I've read that since Hitler conducted genocide, brackets, unlike Mao slash Stalin politically motivated killings, the stature of Hitler's murders is considered more brutal. Also, Hitler lost a war and was replaced by a new regime that demonized him, brackets, while the other two didn't lose wars and were replaced by leaders in the same regime that downplayed the mass murders. Maybe a classic example of history being written by winners. And insane rights. I'm voting Bernie, and quite frankly, I don't see how juggalos support Republican economic politics. ICP from day one has hated the rich, and the Republican Party is the party that gives tax breaks to the rich and allow the rich to become richer, all while not giving two fucks about the poor. As for Trump, here's something I posted on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, and I will stand behind this statement 100%. For those who somehow are still unaware, I'm a juggalo, brackets, an ICP fan if you've been living in a cave for the last 25 years. And the juggalos consider themselves a family. Be that as it may, I will won't deny that many of them are not the brightest crayons in the box. Tonight I stumbled on a Facebook page, quote-unquote, Juggalos for Trump. ICP throughout their career beneath the humor and violence has railed against bigotry and the rich and has always been about equality. So how can any so-called juggle support a billionaire bigot calling for mass deportation of a particular nationality and discriminate against billions of people based on religion? How can you sit there for one minute listening to ICP preach against bigots and the wealthy and the injustices in this world and then turn around and support a piece of crap like Trump the next? Those people are not nor ever were juggalos as far as I'm concerned. And any juggalo friend on here, if you are offended by me saying that, fuck off. And Bay Area Shaman writes, I can see how juggalos can be conservative. A lot of the time, I just blame it on where they at. And their daddies, like father like hell, like those crazy fucking conservative militia groups that hate their governments. Plus, like, why can't a juggalo be conservative? Cyril's not the only one that has a different perspective on the party, but whatever. And Scruffy adds, this phenomenon I don't get. Quote, unquote, I vote the way my mom and dad told me to vote. Yeah, because mom and dad had the best track record for picking the leaders who were good for you. My parents were hella smart people, but their political leanings, generally not to my taste. And although this thread goes on for 12 pages, I'll end with this post by Sean Law, which simply says, I would totally fuck Hillary Clinton. We'll go from that thread to a new post in the fagolovers.net forum, subforum, general discussion, in a thread started by 6-7, entitled, Realness in Music? And it goes like this. I've been thinking about the state of music nowadays. 99% of what I hear is just bullshit, even from people who are lorded as quote-unquote bringing rap back. They just make the same stuff as everyone else. Does anyone know any artists who still kick the truth and talk about real issues? I made this talking about us as a species and things wrong with us. And there's a video entitled, New UK Rapper, Seven humans official music video. I'm looking round 
this world in which we live is truly gone to shit damage past repair how did we manage it the plan was this be kind and help your fellow man a bit we went for tumor raw animal flesh number buttering breakfast well this may be a shameless plug for my new music video it's also a genuine discussion i want to talk about anyone's thoughts on the music video humans as a species or just the fact that only a small percentage actually talk about real shit or bring anything unique to the table so let's get this shit started much love and scruffy ads we listen to music purported to be coming from clowns that kill people in the name of bringing us to god quote unquote realness don't really enter into it if anything realness is what we're escaping and spooky the fun guy writes ever listen to dizzy right his early shit was real and positive also go and explore the musical messiah lil sneezy he is the truth. You also said quote-unquote state of music, but seems like you're specifically talking about rap. Try broadening your horizons. There is good shit out there. Also depends on what you mean by quote-unquote real. Real sad, real gangster, real positive, real truth or conspiracy truth, etc. Anything can be real. I-5's just how you look at it. And Nairo writes, I am a Christian juggalo. You think realness is anything I care about? Everything I do is based in faith. Faith in God or faith in the fam. Nothing is real anymore. I create my own reality. And King Lucerne Fur writes, Kendrick Lamar, Lupe Fiasco, rappers rap about what's real to them most of the time. Listen with unbiased ears. And Spooky the Fungi adds, I gave Kendrick a shot, but he's not for everyone. Hence why you said to use an unbiased ear. He's trying to spread a good message, but only towards the black race. He separates himself from other races, and that's the type of shit that's wrong with this world. If he learns to speak in general sense, I'll probably like him more. Although Dizzy kind of speaks towards his race, if he wrote his lyrics on paper, it would look like he's speaking to the whole world. Don't give in to the divide and conquer tactic. And King Lucien Fur writes, I don't feel that way about Kendrick. Kendrick speaks on issues about his culture. I feel as though him trying to uplift a culture that has been stuck so low is more than spreading a broad message. It's like the whole anti-Black Lives Matter thing. The reasons we have Black Lives Matter is because we need to be reminded that Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter and Kendrick Lamar are not anti-white or trying to separate themselves from the rest. It's just that they have an issue that we cannot relate to. I don't fear cops are shooting because I'm white. I don't fear Klan members hunting me down because I'm white. I don't feel like white people are pushed into communities that set them up to fail. I don't feel like I I have a bunch of negative outlooks pushed down my throat by society. I also don't come from a history of white people being treated like shit, so I don't have that same distrust or paranoia that comes with it. I understand that you want to be colorblind, so you judge individuals based on how they act individually, which is good. But the moment you become colorblind, you fail to see an issue. You see a bunch of cops shooting a bunch of people, which is bad enough, but you don't see that it's a bunch of white cops shooting a bunch of black people, so you're not seeing the whole story. And Spooky the Fungi writes, FYI, the statistics for this year is that there have been 500 police shootings this year. Only 20% of the suspects were black. That means they are the minority, yet they seem to blow it out of proportion. Hashtag all lives matter. And Randy Gall writes, That Rihanna work song, man. It makes me rock hard and I want to screw her so bad I will hump the chair and blow it. And Nairo adds, In my opinion, part of the problems minority have with crime rates is how they are raised, just as much as profiling. But what do I know? I only worked with minorities and underprivileged kids my whole professional life so far. The mindset in many impoverished and minority-strong communities is to just quote-unquote give up. The welfare statistics show it. 38.8% of all welfare recipients are white, brackets actually a low number considering the population of whites in America. 39.8% are black, brackets considering blacks make up 13% of the population, this is a lot. 15.7% are Hispanics, brackets not sure what to think about this number. Many light-skinned Hispanics identify as white very often on their tax forms. From what I have seen when my wife does people's taxes, so this number may be off. 2.4% are Asian, 3.3% identify as other minorities. This is only the tip of the iceberg of problems minorities. 
minority space. The culture needs to change. A huge part of it is the way they are brought up. As for crimes, once again the culture, the way they are brought up contributes to the issue. Now, of course, many would get off or a slap on the wrist if they could afford decent lawyers, but that is not the reality for impoverished minorities. However, I think it goes deeper than just that. I think these newer generations are of all races have huge respect issues. And King Lucian Fair finishes the thread by adding, Black people do profile themselves. It's not a self-loathing Uncle Ruckus thing. It's a preconditioned perception of the black community embedded into the American culture. I doubt any of these cops walked out thinking, quote-unquote, I can't wait to harass me some Negroes today. I just think they all have these ideas of how a criminal looks, and a lot of these ideas depict black people. And it's not a finger-pointing game. It's showcasing a cultural problem in America. And again, crime rate is relative to how many people get caught. If you are black, you are more likely to be suspect of being a criminal, and if you are more suspect, then you are more likely to get caught or just charged. That's probably why those specific people don't get bothered. They don't look like suspect to the cops. Can't tell me that does not exist when social experiments have proven our prejudices towards people, like how people are more likely to give to a rich businessman than a homeless man. Nobody pointed any fingers. I never blame the whole white race for the few white cops in Mexican Night Watch that get away with murdering black people. Just pointed out that it's white cops killing black people in a country with a history of white people killing black people. Once we can all understand that perspective, then we can all move forward to fixing the problem with American culture. The blame is on the whole country. There is a lot more to the education problem than just paying for it, too. I also personally know people in school with scholarships that are still having a hard time financially with school. And more importantly, I also saw a glance of the Native American murder rate with cops and holy fuck. And we'll finish this episode of Lou Reed's Internet for you by reading from the fagolovers.net forum subform Strange Music in a thread started by Old Mr. Dangerous entitled Kicked Out of Mayday Show. And it goes like this. Tried to see Mayday at Greeley, Colorado last night. They didn't go on until almost midnight, so I drank to liven up the night. I eventually puked in the bathroom, then went out to enjoy the openers. They were quite good. A unique bunch. A very diverse crowd. Anyway, some staff told my homie that I was too drunk and about to puke on the band or something. He tried to reason with the staff for like half an hour, but they pulled me out. They wouldn't even let my homie back in either. I was wasted, indeed, but had politely done my vomiting in the bathroom like a gent. Fuck y'all bouncers. Had a good time, though. Recognized, chilled around us, and had some drinks of his own. So if I decide to return to this venue for Twizdid next month, I will remember to not get shit-faced. The THC energy pills didn't help either. LOL. And Carnival Killa 44 writes, Been there. Opaque Brotherhood tour. Chilling with Twizdid early outside the venue was the last thing I remember. Vomiting emoticon. And Violent Dope writes, Been there as well, except I was smoking a joint and got caught. Dudes were dicks about it too. Yeah, that shit sucks, man. It was Twizdid's Toxic Terror Tour, and they just started the set too. Speaking of Mayday, that new shit dropped today. About quarter of the way through it, good shit so far. Long album. And Mick Lovelka writes, Oh well, at least you stayed out of the old drunk tank. And hey, it was just a Mayday show. Be like getting kicked out of a potluck show. Really not that big of a deal. Yakking in the venue is pretty much a surefire way to get ejected. Really no surprise you got the boot. Smoking a cigarette emoticon. And Old Mr. Dangerous adds, Comparing potluck to Mayday is like comparing AMB to the roots. And AMB stands for Axe Murder Boys, which is a white hip-hop group. 
But yeah, I def should not have mixed liquor with beer and herb and edibles. My oldest brother got kicked out of the first GOTJ which is, of course, the gathering of the Juggalos, but snuck back in. He was trying to climb on the roof of the Novi Convention Center. You win some, you booze some. And Mick Lovelka writes, LOL, for some reason I've always thought the Roots are mad overrated. I got a few of their CDs cheap to give them a try, and I just can't get into their shit. I like AMB's music more than the Roots, for whatever reason. And Violent Dope adds, this is so true. Mayday is a great band, and they actually play instruments live on stage. I would be pissed as fuck getting kicked out of Mayday because they are the shit and a great live act. Potluck, not so much. To each their own. Not saying Potluck isn't a good live act because they are good to see once, but I wouldn't be pissed if I got kicked out of a Potluck show. Just saying. Smiling Weed Emoticon. And Sketches ads. My friend won tickets to a Billy Ray Cyrus concert, so we went. A lot of little kids, but we said fuck it and fired up a blunt anyways. After, we were surrounded by a huge smoke cloud. Security immediately threw us out the door. I dropped the blunt somewhere in the crowd. LOL. True story. And old Mr. Dangerous finishes the thread by adding, Ha 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 ha! Billy Ray Cyrus. So Mayday played Denver last night. I got out of work at 7 and could have made it, but I'm old and rickety, so nah. It just wasn't meant to be. Next time. Next time. Okay, well, certainly a podcast chock full of insane clown posse references and juggalo references. What did you think? This is a subculture that has uh, always been a mystery to me. But, you know, it's just like every other subculture. Aimless youth finding something to belong to. Certainly. That was me when I was back big into Menudo back in the day. That is a joke. I was never into Menudo. I used to go and spend my allowance on buttons that said, Fuck Menudo. Which, of course, is an overreaction. Uh, but my parents didn't make me take them off. Because that's... That was the 70s. <laughs> Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the podcast and learned all about your fellow Juggalos. I'm assuming you're all Juggalos, because that would just be very strange if I just happened to be very popular with the Juggalos. But I think if I was very popular with the Juggalos, I would know it. Anyway, so yeah, some interesting stuff. The FagoLovers.net forum members seem to be a rather sensible bunch for the most part, except for the whole not voting thing, just for whatever reason, their reasons, but they're very strong opinions about who they would vote for if they were going to vote for. I just think that stuff is funny. So yeah, if you get a chance, please watch the American Juggalo video that I will have on the blog, and I'll probably also post it on the Facebook page. It's worth the 20-minute watch. It's fascinating. You know, the, the filmmakers let the people talk, and there's some guys who are able to expound their love of the Juggalos and the, the gathering and the, the family and ninjas and all that very well, and then there are some who are just... Obviously, kind of people who seem a little lost. Uh, and then there are just people there who seem to be sensible and having fun. So, it takes all types. I myself, as I said, have never really been into the Juggalos uh, or the Insane Clown Posse or any of the satellite of groups. It's amazing how many satellite groups also travel in that world of that type of sort of... I don't know how you would describe that, that type of rap. Like the Axe Murder Boys or Twizded. It is a fascinating subculture. Is it a gang? I don't know why the FBI says that it's a gang unless, uh, you know, are they running drugs and guns like, uh, say, the Outlaw Bikers or Satan's Film Flunkies? 
I don't know. Who knows? I doubt it. But that whole gang stuff is old. I don't think that ever went anywhere. Might make, might make some good research for you. Why not? Anyway, and a quick podcast note. I may have to rethink the schedule of uh, donations on Lou Reed's patron page because so I had this month I had my first $15 donator and I went and I bought some colored pencils and a notebook and I made the drawing. I posted the photo of me drawing in my hotel room in LA on the Facebook page. And uh, when I went to mail it, mailing it to Norway cost me $13. So with all the time and everything, I'd say it was a net loss. <laughs> but uh, if I can find a way to get that mailing cost down, uh, which I think may have had a lot to do with the padded envelope that I sent it in, I plan on keeping it the same, but I do have to do a little more exploration because that was quite a surprise. Plus I had to fill out a Galdern customs form for a stupid hand drawing on a eight by five piece of art paper. Of course, I did dip it on LSD, so it is worth about $5,000, but uh, don't eat it, Felicia. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Lou Reads. As always, thanks to everyone who has listened to the podcast and reviewed it on iTunes, the Google Store, what have you. Actually, I haven't looked to see if anyone has ever reviewed Lou Reads on the Google Play Store. I may have to do that. In the meantime, feel free to write a review of the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to the podcast. I had one review in July and one review so far in August. And if you've never written a review of the podcast, please consider just going on to iTunes and writing a quick little customer review. You can see all of the ones that are there. There's 203 customer reviews so far. So that's good. And 325 people have given it star ratings, which is also good. The number of people who've given it one star rating is hovering solidly at four. So you can take my name off the suicide watch. All right. So that's going to do it for this episode of Lou Reads the Internet for you. My name's Lou. This has been Lou Reads, Fagolovers.net for you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.